Guys, welcome back to the Hack Your Marketing Podcast. This is Tamir. Today, we're going to be talking about how do you differentiate your product in the market. We talked about unique selling prepositions before. This time, we're going to be talking about how do we differentiate a product in the mind of the customer um, from a marketing standpoint. So one of the ways we can do this is being first. So that's getting into the mind of the customer with a new idea, product or benefit that has an enormous advantage for them first. Because people, once they've once they've got it in that, uh, you know, a company does one thing, they were first in the industry, they tend to stick with what they've got. And we can see that with, you know, it's played out with Harvard and the rest of the universities. Is it that Harvard's a better university? No, they just actually came in the market first. Um, and is it, um, for example, Coca-Cola and Pepsi, is it that Coca-Cola is incredibly, is, is a hell of a lot better than Pepsi? No, but still, you know, typically, I think it was up to a few years ago, Coke was still out selling Pepsi two to one. So why is this? Well, it's, it's because these companies were first um, and, they, and they were positioned first in the industry. They were the leaders, they were the early leaders and they dominated the market. So really, your goal is to get into the market in the eyes of the customer first and if you can't be first as we learn from the 22 immutable laws of marketing you should create a new subcategory for yourself to dominate in um so what one of one of the other things that you should bear in mind that is that no matter if your idea isn't good then being first isn't going to get you anywhere for example um there was there was um ice cream for dogs that was made called frosty paws um, and they didn't take into consideration the fact that, you know, the dog will essentially eat anything you throw on the floor. So why would buy people buy premium priced fake ice cream um, when any kind of dinner scraps would do for the dog? Um, so, so essentially what happened was um, the, the, the ice cream for dogs completely flopped. Um, and and, and, and it, it's, you know, so it's really important to be first in a market, but only if your idea is actually creating value for the customer. The second thing that you want to consider when you, you're trying to come up with your marketing plan to dominate a particular market is you really want to own an attribute, own a product attribute. Um, for example, like um, one kind of two case might cause um, cavity prevention or plaque prevention, or maybe it tastes good. And if your competitors, you know, that they're really they're really pushing marketing on cavity prevention, maybe you want to push plaque prevention or maybe you want to push taste or another attribute because you don't want to compete in your in in if, if your competition spending 50 million dollars on advertising one particular attribute you and, and being that attribute in the mind of the consumer you don't want to com- compete in their arena you want to create an alternative uh, a category to that um, so for example th- this plays out in quite a lot of industries especially if you look at the the online uh, the online influence industry like YouTube um, for example, Gary V owns the word hustle. Anyone that tries to talk about hustle um, is going to be competing with Gary V because when you think hustle, he's associated that word to himself. It's the same thing where you think about Trump, um, Trump and making deals. It's, the, it's about owning a few words that are associated to you. And, and once those words are associated to you, it's really hard to change um, or, or try to compete and with someone that has those words so you've actually got to create your own attribute and find your own way to get across value to the consumer um the the other thing is that you you can also own a feeling so for example uh, starbucks really owns the feeling of waking up red bull also you could say that i mean you'd say oh i feel tired i I need a red bull i need a starbucks that those those are kind of two um two two very um very distinct uh 
owners of, of, of that feeling. But what Red Bull did, it, it knew that people say, oh, I, need, I feel tired, I want to wake up, I need a Starbucks. So they actually specifically targeted um, you know, the, the, that 2 a.m. feeling. Oh, when you've got that, sorry, pardon me, when you get that 2 p.m. feeling um, and, and, you, and you feel, you know, tired in the day, that's when you, you need a Red Bull. And that was, that was all predominant throughout their marketing for, for that campaign. And it really worked um, because Starbucks were more targeted at the time for the morning wake up and they were targeted for kind of the afternoon pickup. And, and it worked um, but because they weren't going after what, what Starbucks was going after. Um, so, so own a feeling, own an attribute. Um, the other thing, the other way you can really dominate a market is be the leader. So leadership is really a powerful way to differentiate the band. And that typically comes down to you just being, um, you being known for something um, and having the credentials to, to, to really guarantee the performance of your brand. Um, for example, if you say you're the biggest airline, be actually the biggest airline in ticket sales. So um, you, you, you can, I mean, it, like IBM, Xerox, Hershey's, you think own the idea of, of a chocolate bar in America. Uh, Heinz, ketchup, Hellman's, mayonnaise. Um, and, and, and so, and so um, being a leader is, is a huge thing. Um, having a history, so having a history and, and stressing heritage is another way um, to make your product stand out. Uh, in, in the marketplace and heritage really gives the people uh, the impression that um, if the leader isn't the biggest uh, the company has has been a, li- a leader in terms of longevity um, and it, and in terms of tradition so the, the other way you can stand out is specialize in your market for example uh, people perceive um, those who concentrate on a specific area or of product as experts um, and essentially give them a little bit more knowledge or experience than they sometimes deserve. For example, um, a generalist, a, a generalist, you don't want to be you know, considered a generalist by the market, which are especially why Kraft Foods, they had Hellman's and mayonnaise, and, and they have French's and mustard. They didn't try to take the brand that they use for mayonnaise and bring it into mustard, because it, you should really specialize in your market and, and, and dominate in a particular, um, particular market. And it, in, t- in what tends to happen is if you try to move away from your core and, and take that brand and, and use it to dilute your brand ec- it, it, essentially when you move it from one industry to another or one product to another you're diluting your brand equity so you really want to have a different brand for each um for, for each product you really have and the, the other way that you can really get ahead and dominating the market is being the preferred provider so for example um people were really more likely to purchase a product by other people that they think is the correct one to buy. So they'll defer to experts, they'll defer to uh, so-called people like influencers that have, you know, they're supposed to have objective opinions, independent opinions. Um, But of course, often this isn't the case. And and that's why influencer marketing can be a huge way nowadays to to really push your product out to the consumer and reach your target audience. Um, But being that preferred provider, you know, is, is... is huge. For example, um, there's many dentist brands that say, um, "Oh, they're the preferred product by dentists." Um, and, and there's very many many mint bands. There's a brand called uh, Smint in the UK that says, "Oh, it's it's the uh, it's the breath mint that's uh, endorsed by dentists," and that was their kind of pitch to the market. Um, and, and and really famously, there was a company called Charles Schwab, um, and they essentially created this preference strategy by taking out a three-page ad in the Wall Street Journal. And they quoted six authorities, Money Magazine, Smart Magazine, Financial Net News. And they named the company number one in being the online broker in the field. And that wasn't enough. Um, 
They also wrote that 2.5 million investors choose Schwab to help them invest online, that Charles Schwab handles more online trades than any other, trades than any other broker, and they handle more online assets than any other broker. And by the time the ad was finished, there was no doubt in the consumer's mind that really Charles Schwab was the preferred online broker. And, and, and that's what it is. It's about in the mind of the consumer, how are you setting yourself up to be the preferred provider by the experts in your industry? Um, and, and if you can do that, you'll do really well. Um, you also could make your products in a special way. So companies spend millions of, of dollars a year um, developing, producing, testing new products. Uh, marketing and R&D is, is huge, huge spend. Um, and building really a lifestyle, a lifestyle experience associated with their products. Um, essentially, there's a problem that, that many competing products um, can actually show the same lifestyle experience so really focusing on your uniqueness helps distinguish the product how is it uniquely manufactured how is it made um you, you know how is it crafted for example when you think about uh, godiva how you know in the adverts they have you know it, they show how the chocolate is uniquely crafted um, and that kind of builds that luxury quality element into the brand and, and the other thing is um, be hot. So, for example, if if you're doing really well, don't be afraid to show it off to the market. Show that you're number one. Uh, don't be afraid to state it uh, uh, to the market. And if you're number two, also, for example, you would you should be really honest about being number two. Um, and I believe uh, Hertz, Hertz, um, that Hertz and Avis had a thing where you know Hertz was number one and Avis was number two. And Avis launched a campaign to say, oh, we're actually number one. And they, they failed really miserably. And it was only when they when they kind of followed up with another campaign that said, actually, you know, we know we're number two, but we'll try harder. And and that's what um, that's what really won it for Avis. So so they differentiated by but uh, by saying that, that, yes, we know we're number two, but we'll try harder. And that's our point of differentiation. So do um, do be afraid to state that you're successful, but be honest about it. Um, so just to kind of review that. Um, here's a few different uh, successful kind of differentiation strategies to dominate the market. Number one, be first. Number two, um, you should really own an attribute, uh, a product attribute or a word or a feeling. Number three is be the leader of the market. Number four is have a history um, and, and don't be afraid to talk about your history. And number five is specialize in the market. You know, don't be a generalist, kind of have a different brand for each product um, and, and don't dilute your brand equity. Um, but by taking the same brand and, and putting it on multiple products. And number five is be the preferred, preferred provider um, by, by using influencers and, and getting um, really getting their recommendation as the number one in your industry. Um, and make your products a special way is number six. Um, and be hot is number seven. Um, and, and, and tell people that you're successful. Thanks so much, guys. And I, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I'll see you in the next one.